0: one 800 60 896 Or visit horseandhound.com.au. 28 the quarter, and these two sneak away. Dangerous and peaceful. Clear of Chiseled and have you checked in. is working home. And sure thing, Captain will run nearer last than first. Dangerous led. Off its back. Peaceful is trying to get home over the top. The leader is still dangerous. Dangerous being joined by Peaceful, who's starting to really chip into the margin. Yeah, Peaceful up on the outside. She finishes the better run peaceful too good for dangerous Yeah, race. peaceful winning but that wasn't the story of that particular race particularly with the queensland viewpoint because the horse with the boom on it started two dollars fifty um dropped out trained by shannon price i wonder if there's any news chris barsby is with us how are you chris steve i'm well good morning to you good morning everyone yeah sure thing captain i uh, just hope the horse is okay chris yeah there is news
1: uh in brutal honesty steve it was probably a reality check for queensland there because Not only did he fail, but Teddy Disco failed to qualify uh, for the Chariots of Fire. He didn't sort of offer a a, a great deal when he had the opportunity in the home straight. He he was a little unlucky. A horse was dropping back, but he just didn't have that pick up and go in the home straight when required. He's going to back up on Saturday night in a race down there, Teddy Disco. But the update on Sure Thing Captain, they're making gear changes and they're going to trial him tomorrow with Blake Fitzpatrick down to drive. If he performs well, and feels like he drives better in the trial, they will push on for the New South Wales derby. Heats are on Saturday week, so all is not lost at this stage, but it all depends on how he performs in that trial tomorrow. So they're making gear changes, and they're going to see if that makes a difference. They'll find out if he settles better, and if he does, they'll push on. But if not, they'll pull the pin and probably go for a break.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on, Chris, because he went around and then he just seemed to be giving ground, didn't he? At one part of the he race? He basically
1: just choked off. Is that, that what that's happened? All that, okay. Yeah, I, I, I spoke with Adam Sanderson after the race, and he said he just sort of choked off. So, um, as I said, they'll make some fairly significant gear changes. I'm tipping for that trial tomorrow. The trial's only over a mile, bearing in mind that the Derby, they're over 2,300, like that race was on Saturday night. So they'll tinker with some gear. Blake Fitzpatrick, champion driver, he'll give them good feedback. And... Tomorrow is going to be all important to see if they push on with the uh, Sure Thing Captain. Yeah,
0: because he's a very, very good horse. We just unfortunately didn't see him at his best there on the weekend. Um, David Brick, there's a lot to talk about, as you mentioned earlier, from Racing Queensland. He's with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's always great to have David on to outline what's happening here in Sunshine State. And there is plenty happening, absolutely, no doubt about it. We announced recently the new trot race coming up uh, during the Carnival, and now there's another new race added to this year's Constellations, and that's the Hayden, named after the champion cricketer, Matt Hayden. So David Brick joins us from Racing Queensland and he's online with us now. David, appreciate the time.
2: No problems, Chris. Morning to you, Steve, and listeners. Morning. It's another
1: big announcement that Racing Queensland have made. This came through Friday morning, the Hayden. So the floor's yours. Tell the listeners what we're expecting in July this year.
2: Yeah, look, there's an additional additional race to this year's carnival that we're throwing in, obviously. Uh in September last year, we were announced as a slot holder of the Eureka, and uh, since then we've been working through with industry this is exactly how we would go around utilising that slot. Uh, but certainly in our discussions with HRA at the time, there were three key elements that we were looking to hit. One was having a Queensland focus, the other was innovation, and and the other part was to try and resonate outside the industry as well. So. Just picking off each of those points uh, the hayden itself is going to be a queensland race for Q horses that's queensland trained and queensland driven um and obviously the winner will uh, qualify and go through and take our eureka slot from an innovation point of view uh we've looked to team up with nutrient and the albion park club as part of the sunshine stars yielding sales and uh, the, the race will be a slot race, but instead will be, uh, the slots are going to be auctioned off and the, the barriers themselves will be, be, uh, be auctioned and then uh, the slot holders will then have to go and find themselves a horse or may, they may already be an owner and, and therefore put their own horse in the race. Uh, we've tailored it that way, and also utilising the, the barrier draw for a three and four year old race, because obviously it needs to fit the same conditions as the Eureka. Um, so each of the barriers will have a predetermined uh, criteria for each horse. So for example, uh, gate one will be a three year old filly, colt or gelding. Uh, gate two will be a two year old colt or gelding, and and then run through. And then from the uh, from gate five onwards, it'll be a four year old entires or gelding. So. Um, once you've purchased your spot, you can go and uh, find your horse for the race. And um, hopefully, if you're good enough, uh, you're able to represent Queensland in the, in the Eureka. Um, and okay, finally, so uh, a race yeah.
1: for three and four-year-olds, as you outlined. So we're having four three-year-olds, and the rest of the field
2: will be four-year-olds? Yeah, the gate four is a little bit of a swinging one. We're, we're allowing the, the purchase of that to to either put in a four-year-old mare or a three-year-old colt or gelding. So that one there can be either all, but... Uh, but the other ones, yeah, as you said, one to three will definitely be three-year-olds and um, five on through to ten will, will, like, will be four-year-olds.
1: Okay, important to point out, Leap to Fame, the, the best uh, three-year-old in the country, and that was recently voted upon when he was crowned three-year-old of the year. He's not Q bred, so therefore he's not eligible, and nor is he stable. Mate, Tim's a trooper who's going to start in the Chariots of Fire this
2: weekend. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, there's certainly plenty of opportunity for Queenslanders to be involved in, in the Eureka, as we know. Uh, Kevin Seymour, the owner of, of both teams, are true and Leap to Fame uh, already has a slot in the Eureka, so you would assume uh, you know one of those particular legs to Fame would take that slot. So, uh, yeah. So from a Queensland point of view, um, certainly indicates that we'll have a, a couple of horses re- representing the state in, in that. Uh, in the world's richest race, which is which would be great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when you consider the stakes involved, this race at a hundred thousand, but then you're chasing two point one million dollars in the Eureka. There's a lot to be excited about if you're an owner or a, or a slot holder.
2: Yeah, that's an important point, Chris. Certainly, there's a hundred thousand dollars in seed funding for the Hayden, and on top of that. Uh, the uh, the proceeds from the auction will go there, so the race will be a minimum hundred thousand. Obviously, we, we're confident we'll get some money out of the auction, but all that money will go straight into the, the prize pool. So, uh, slot holders and owners of those horses will be competing for, for that much better money, as well as the right to represent Queensland and have a crack at the two point one million. Just on the slot
1: concept, this has been spoken about for some time. When we were going to introduce a slot race to the Queensland calendar. So we've now got it, it's the Hayden, and these slots are going to be up for auction or up for grabs at the Sunshine Stars, Yielding Stars. That takes place in less than a month, March 12, down at the Gold Coast. So at a pinch, if someone's listening this morning, what sort of money do you think these slots are going to be worth?
2: Oh, It's a good question, Chris. I've, I've genuinely got no idea what they'll be paid for. We'll certainly find out. but there's going to be no reserve on them in saying that. The, the minimum stakes back to last will be two thousand. So we think you know that sort of sets hopefully a, a bit of a benchmark as to to what maybe you know obviously gate seven and gate ten maybe seen as the, as the worst barriers. So um, uh, and so we, we would anticipate that somewhere around about that would sort of be the benchmark for those. But certainly for the for the better draws. Um, we'd, we'd be expecting a, a little bit more than that. But as I said, we're not putting a reserve on it. So uh, if people want to come along and bid, um, they could find themselves with a bargain and an, an ability to uh, to put a horse into a into a race which qualifies you for, for uh, the World's Richest Harness event. Mm. So it's something that you've got to do your homework on? Yeah, I think so, absolutely. I mean, I guess there's probably different ways that, you know, we'd encourage... Uh, uh, whether it be syndicates or um, owners who have a, a quality q bred to, to have a look at the concept. Um, there may be owners that, that think, oh, well, I think I've got the best q bred three- or four-year-old in, in Queensland that would be eligible for the, this race and therefore the Eureka. So, uh, we, you know, we encourage them to have a look at it. But likewise, there may be syndicates of, of either mates or groups of, that uh, just want to get involved um, in the concept and have a chance of getting involved in, in the Eureka. Uh, likewise, there may also be businesses we've seen quite often uh, in slot races that uh, the businesses see quite a bit of value in uh, in using the slot concept to get involved because they can get quite a bit of mileage uh, for for their organisation or um, promotionally. So, we think there's a few different elements and opportunities for uh, for slot holders to get involved in in this race.
1: Okay, you're confident that you'll get a field of twelve. I'll be a field of 10. We've, we've worked off the
2: uh, the basis of the Eureka uh, being a field of 10. So for this year, anyway, we'll work off off 10 um, and, and, mirror, and mirror the conditions of that race. OK, so
1: July 15, that's night two for memory of the other constellations this year. So just looking back or working backwards, last year on night two, we had the Southeast Derby and the four-year-old championship. So is that going to be restructured a few of these races now so that... Horses can sort of contest all of these
2: upcoming features? Uh, yeah, that's correct, Chris. Certainly there, there's been a slight change with regard to the jiggle around to, to accommodate the, uh, the, the Hayden within the, the schedule. Uh, as you said, um, we'll have that schedule out shortly. But, uh, for example, we've obviously got the Great uh, Square, which has now come on to... Uh, Rising Sun nights so all we'll have those two races at the time at the, the same time. And I think from memory in the schedule we put the uh, Southeast Oaks and Southeast Derby onto that same night, um, providing a pathway uh, for those horses that don't go around in the Rising Sun three-year-olds. That is um, a, a racing opportunity there, and then a, a pathway potentially into the into the Hayden. Okay, so the Hayden is its own feature
1: race. i have got to ask the question. We saw the first ever running last year of the Queensland Sun. Winner of that race guarantees themselves a spot in the rising sun the following week. So there's no sort of overlapping here. They're they're different races in their own rights.
2: Exactly right. So that that race will still can stay the first night of the Albion Park Carnival and provide that. Ticket into the Rising Sun, um, and it'll still be the condition the same uh, for Queensland trained horses. Uh, noting that that race won't be for QBRD only horses, so it's quite different to, to what the Hayden in conditions there, but but quite similar in the sense that it is a Queensland representative. But certainly, as you said, two separate races, and um, yeah, there certainly be opportunity for a, for a horse to go by the Queensland um, Sun uh, into the Rising Sun, and then potentially into also into the Hayden as well
1: i think you've worked it well david the fact that you're going to have this auction for the slots on on the same day as the kneeling sale because when you start thinking about the options that racing queensland have put forward now for q races or q horses only um there's so much choice now like uh, you've got the queensland sun that's the queensland trained horses only not necessarily q horses but this race in particular q and then you've got all the other features that you've got if you go Q bred, uh, you can raise for a lot of stake money.
2: Yeah, as well, we saw the, uh, I guess part of when we went through a discussion with industry around uh, the notion of of Q bred or what the conditions might be of the Hayden, we saw p- particular value in continuing to enhance the the Q bred brand, and we think in the years to come that'll that'll continue to grow, and the quality of mares and, and therefore the progeny that would uh, that's been bred. So. Yeah, I you think know, we'll continue to build on the on the cube edge scheme, and you know there's a lot of interest in it, not just locally but interstate as well. And I think that's important for our, our breeders, but then also get those horses to come up here and race um, if they do go interstate. Um, but noting that uh, certainly for the for the Hayden that that that's. Uh, race will require the horse to be trained by a Queensland trainer. For this year, that the cutoff for that is the 1st of April, uh, But horses will have to be in the trainer's name. In future years, we may move that back to... Um, ..or forward, whichever way you want to look at it, but probably closer to the 1st of January. But for this year, we felt, given that uh, the race and conditions weren't announced until only now, that we had to give them some owners some chance if they wanted to move a horse here to be trained. Okay. Well, it sounds very exciting. And, and the race
1: name itself, named after the, the champion cricketer, uh, Australian opening batsman, Queenslander at heart. How did you get involved with Matt Hayden? Yeah,
2: look, one of the, the, the third part of really the, the ingredients we put together for our proposal and our thoughts was trying to resonate some interest outside the industry and, and one of that elements was is well we could we try and find someone who we could name the race race after that sort of spoke Queensland and we thought Matthew Hayden was was certainly one on the hit list uh that we targeted and um yeah through the discussions with him we we're able to tell the story of what we were aiming to do and particularly that the fact that it was a Queensland race and the fact that he is seen you know maroon through and through and the other aspect of that is that you know the. of any winnings out of um, the Eureka, the the Racing Queensland site, will go to a charity that is uh, quite familiar to Matthew and Shoreline, and, and they help with education and uh, employment opportunities for Indigenous youth. So, I guess that partnership between the three organisations, uh, you know, was certainly seen from Matthew's point of view as a great strength of what we were proposing. So, you know, he jumped at the opportunity and, you know, we're glad to be involved and, and have him put his name to, to this race.
1: It it, uh, it is scheduled for July 15th. So, does that coincide with NAIDOC
2: week as well? It's just the week after Nadoc week, but we'll certainly be still a focus. Uh, certainly aren't few in the industry will be uh, once again supporting Nadoc week and awareness of that. So this will be one of the strings of the bow, even though it does fall a week after that, and we'll have some celebrations through that week. Uh, this race still will have certainly some ties to, to Nadoc, um, So it sort of still fits in, you know, in and around the same time.
1: Okay, as we know, he's currently on the uh, on the subcontinent. He's in India with uh, media commitments up there. But will he be trackside for his uh, uh,
2: for his race, the inaugural edition of the Hayden? Yeah, that's certainly the the intent. So that's what we're looking to do. We've certainly also had some discussions with him about his keen to jump in the in the sulky at some stage. So um, yeah, we'll sort <laughs> of look at opportunities to potentially get him in there, maybe against Crash, maybe against. Uh, Maybe it's yes, your uncle as well, Chris Trevor. Um, given the, um, they've uh, they've got a relationship from the vie cricket, so yeah, it's something we're looking to. and He certainly indicated he's uh, he's keen to be involved in the lead up to the race as well. So certainly won't just be the um, the initial uh, launch of the of the race. He's keen to be involved leading up to and on the night. Yeah,
1: well, that uh, that sounds exciting. But uh, judging by how big he is, Matt and he's a, he's a big brute of a man. I'm tipping he'd probably be able to carry the horse. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he might need, a, might need a bit of a head start, maybe. But uh, <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, he was actually, uh, he, he certainly indicated that he'd had some experience with horses being a, a, a country lad. And um, yeah, no, he, he quite enjoyed the morning the other, the other day where uh, Matt Elkins brought in Paravani. And um, yeah, he was certainly not, uh, not shy in, in getting involved with the horse. So I'm sure he'd enjoy it. Well, when that was launched
1: and the photo shoot was done, it was in front of his grandstand there at Allenborder Border Field, uh, directly opposite Albion Park. But he looked very natural and very comfortable with Paravani. Yeah,
2: no, he did. No, no, he really enjoyed it and were able to get some, some great imagery. But, yeah, thanks to... To Queensland Cricket for giving us the time and opportunity to have that over there because it was a good fit for uh, for the launch of the, of the race. But you're right, no, he, he certainly uh, didn't take a backward step when the opportunity um, arose to to get involved with the horse. That,
1: that might be his horse. If he's going to sit behind one, I'm sure Matty Elkins would be happy to uh, put him up behind Paravani, so he might be able to lock that away now. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's very exciting. So we've got our first ever slot race, and it will be run this year during the carnival. It's the Hayden on July fifteenth. So a race for bred horses only three and four year old, and we go over the journey of twenty one hundred and thirty eight meters of field and ten. And those uh, slots are going to be up for grabs at the yearling sales, the Sunshine Stars Yielding Sale, March twelfth at the Gold Coast at the Magic Millions Complex. I've got to ask before you go this morning, Norwell, is there any more updates there?
2: I haven't got anything further on you from our last discussion. Certainly continued work within RQ. Um, and we have got, uh, got a, a, a meeting next week which will, um, with some consultants, uh, which will start really uh, setting the path forward in, in regard to that. So I think post that, that discussion, that workshop, uh, you know, out of that in terms of identifying the key stakeholders and, and the uh, consultation period and process, then uh, we'll certainly be getting uh, closer to be able to outline timelines and, and the like. Um, and then hopefully starting to get out teeth stuck into the design aspect of it as well. So, uh, yeah, no work in progress, but it uh, shouldn't be too long before we're we'll be able to provide some further updates.
1: All right, one final one. We know we're hosting the end of Dominion here later this year. So it's December 1 through to December sixteen. Uh, it's going to be a very exciting time no doubt about it how far off from a major sponsor announcement are we for that series
2: uh, we're currently working through that uh, sort of identified a number of key targets and there's also a, you know often a fairly key link with the broadcast aspect as well so we're sort of just working through that in the showcase um, obviously we've got an um, uh, association with sky racing so we're working through that with them and and uh, and our involvement with guide from a broadcast perspective um, but you know within the agreement there's also an opportunity for free-to-air coverage of that so they're still they're both linked and, and we're working through at the moment so I would hope it's sort of sooner rather than later um, that we can uh, we can come forward with that information but look we certainly haven't made any um, any commitment to to any business at this stage and still a few irons in the fire there but uh, we'd like to lock it away so that we can really get the, the planning underway. Okay, well, we'll stay tuned for that announcement. Busy, busy, busy at the
1: moment. There's a lot happening here in Queensland and it's all good. So that's a a great sign of how good we're going here in the Sunshine State. As always, David, really appreciate the time and we'll be in touch.
2: Thanks, Chris. Appreciate your time too.
1: There's David Brick from Racing Queensland joining us. He's the manager of all things harness racing, and uh, he's certainly uh, got the foot down at the moment because there is a lot happening, Steve. But uh, this is exciting, new slot race, so it's going to be very interesting to see how much these uh, slots go for. Uh, as David just outlined there, barriers 7 and 10 probably won't be the, the most sought after, no doubt, but it'll just be interesting to see what sort of money these slots do, uh, do bring in.
0: Absolutely, Chris. We touched on it earlier. Um, the chariots of fire, of course, uh, this coming weekend, and uh, that horse, of course, Captain Ravishing has got a complete stranglehold uh, on the market. One twenty-five. The next best there is, well, Catch a Wave at seven, and then Republican Party at twelve dollars. But one twenty-five. You were saying earlier that you believe Tim's a Trooper might be a good place investment if it sits behind Captain Ravishing at one ninety-five. The place.
1: Well, he, he trailed magnificently here at Albion Park prior to his start in the first qualifier. Hit the line really strongly in that qualifier. Um, so there's still got to be a little bit more improvement to come. He's a very underrated horse. Tim's a trooper. Proven Group 1 winner at Menangle already from a from a very good stable, i'm unsure whether grant's going down to drive tim's a trooper or does he engage robbie morris who drove him in that qualifier two weeks ago but uh, yeah either way you look at it i think he's going to be in a in a good spot and uh he's a very capable type so uh queensland have got something to cheer on proudly there with tim's a trooper you know it's a, a tall assignment no question trying to run down a horse like captain ravishing but uh he won't disappoint tim's a trooper and maybe it's a good place but at this early stage it'll be interesting to see what the boys think later in the week yeah. of both darren clayton and ryan spice
0: and those fillies there's two shorties in the oaks heat you got kalua fly by at 165 and then in the other heat a dollar 50 Jewel melody yeah well, melody
1: trialled last night against the uh, last week she was beaten behind better be the bears last night she was able to win her trial beating another very good filly of ash grimes and Savion. so She looks like she's ready to go, judging by those trials that she's had. Um, You know, she's got to step it up again in distance like a lot of these fillings. So that's going to be a good test. Kalua Flyby is the Kiwi filly for Stonewall to start. She scored a narrow yet impressive victory first up at Menangle last week. So I think there's still a fair bit of improvement to come. And just talking about the Kiwi, Steve, Kruger's on his way to... Sydney now for Kentuckiana Lodge, that's Crown and Cricket Getty So they're gonna to aim towards that first round of Miracle Mile qualifiers Saturday week. And I spoke with Barry Purden yesterday, no chance that Merlin comes across for the New South Wales derby. So they're gonna keep him there. I sort of just threw out that little uh, job that maybe we're just getting set for Queensland, but uh, he said no plans at this stage, but definitely no Australia uh, in the foreseeable future. And uh, Alton Meteor, another runner of the Stonewall Stud Operation, he's going to be coming across the lineup in the New South Wales Derby. And he's a very talented horse. We've spoken about him previously. So he's definitely one of the better three-year-olds in New Zealand. So he's making his way to Sydney, and he'll go around next Saturday night in the uh, New South Wales Derby Heats.